Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Our toll-free line, 855-2124-CBS, is brought to you by GEICO. You know what? You could save a bunch of money on your car insurance if you just switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Well, how about this story, Mafia? Uh, and I remembered it. Uh, Mike Conlon was on the show last night. And listen up, BMAC. You won't believe this. Do you know who Mike Conlon is? So Mikey uh, Conlon, is they, he goes by Mick. Anyway, he's a great uh, boxer. He's a, uh, a great featherweight boxer, and he's from uh, Belfast, Northern Ireland, right? So this guy fights at the Garden all the time here in New York. And uh, he comes out, like, uh, you know, with the whole Irish leprechaun thing going. He's got that big hat, and he's got the whole deal going. So his history, in a short uh, segue, so he's fought in two Olympics. And um, in the Rio games, he fought a Russian in the quarterfinals. So he beat the crap out of this guy. And then the judges... I mean, he beat this guy to a pulp. Mafia knows this is true. And the judges awarded the, the win to the other guy, the guy that got his ass beat. And every, the people were throwing things, right? It was fixed. Like, the fight was completely fixed. So when the fight was over, Mikey Conlon, in the middle of the ring at the Olympics, <laughs> gave all the judges the double bird. He took his gloves off, and he walked up to the side of the ropes and gave them all the finger, double fingers. So this guy's as tough as, as rocks being thrown at you. That's how tough this guy is. He's like, you know, the rock throwers. You know those guys when there's like a protest, they start whipping rocks? He's, he's tough, like nails. So anyway, the guy's he's a great fighter. He's undefeated, blah, blah, blah. He's won all kinds of medals, bronze medals, silver medals. He's won everything. So anyway... Uh, he was on the show last night promoting his fight. Guess who he's fighting Saturday at the Garden? He's fighting the same guy that got he got robbed of a gold medal. So how about this? He beat the guy so bad that he couldn't fight in the semifinals. So the guy that he beat that they gave the win to, he couldn't fight the next round to the semis. So the guy that he was fighting ended up winning the gold medal. He, he, he didn't have to fight in the semis. He went right to the final and won. So Mikey got screwed. So Mikey's now a pro, and he's undefeated, and he's fighting for, like, the seventh time at the Garden. So I had him on the show last night. I've never met him, and I've never had him on the show before, but I finally had him on. The guy comes on, and he's got the thickest brogue, like, Irish accent you ever heard in your life. I mean, literally, our audience. We got a 1,000 tweets after the show that people... Uh, said we needed a, uh, what, uh, SAP. We needed the subtitles. subtitles. We needed an interpreter. We didn't understand a word. He said, great guy. Too bad we didn't know what he was saying. But that, that was, that's not the point. So here it is. I told a guy that my, my mother-in-law and her brother and her a sister and other brother all were from Belfast. So my wife's side of the family is all from Belfast. And my wife's been there 50 times. My, my son and daughter have been there. Everybody's been there to party but me. I haven't been there. So um, 
I'm telling him all this. We're, he's laughing. He just can't even believe it. I'm telling him our cousins, uh, Jerry Adams, the legendary, everybody knows, I hate to say it, <clears throat> IRA. Uh, this guy uh, is like, you know, over there, he's God. So uh, he couldn't believe it that I, that I, he just couldn't even believe that I had that tie to Belfast. So it goes even deeper. Now, I didn't tell you this story last night. I didn't know last night. Did you know, can you even believe it, that my, my mother-in-law was friends with his grand grandmother. So the two grandmas, like this mother-in-law is like my kid's grandparent, right? My grand, the grandmother of my children is friends with Mikey's grandmother. So they grew up on the same street. They were like friends. So all of the Conlins knew all of the Lappins, all the kids and all the, they all were, they're all the same age. You understand? They're all like in their eighties now. And, um, Literally, all of them are really old or gone already. Like, a couple of them on, on my side are gone. But uh, I don't know his side. But all I know is is that Mikey's grandma knows my mother-in-law and all of her brothers and sisters, whether living or dead. And they lived in the same neighborhood, same street, in the most violent place, literally, on earth. Falls Road, Belfast. That's where all the violence took place that you've ever heard of with the IRA and the, you know, the whole Protestants and the Catholics and the, this war and bombs and people getting blown up. And I mean, no mercy, sweep the leg. I mean, this is like, do you understand that in the seventies, it was like, it was probably the most violent place on earth. And that they lived in the middle of all of it. The bombings, the everything, car bombs, b bombs in houses, gunfire, military, people shooting, uh, you know, Submachine guns, you're walking down the street, you're trying to go to school, and they're shooting at you with the submachine guns. Craziest place on earth. The videos that I've seen of, of those days in the 70s there with all of that stuff going on with Adams, Bobby Sands, all that, it is all the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life. Turns out Mikey, his family knew my family. How weird is that, Mafia? That How small a world is that, that that guy that's fighting at the Garden Saturday night, his whole family's background is, is tied in with my, my family. How crazy. Saying, talk about small world. It's one thing when you're like, oh, yeah, we grew up in, you know, Jersey or to, to be on the same road in Belfast. And now you're, you know, her family's all here in the tri-state and, you know, he's coming over to fight all the time. It's an insane connection. That and ends and up so I, re I reached out to him today and I told him the story and then he's like, oh, my God. Like, he was pretty cool about it. He's like, that's just crazy. This is crazy that uh, they're, they all know each other. That is crazy. And then they all, did you see the response I got for that from all these people from like Belfast and Ireland? They went crazy. They I went, didn't see that, did they? Oh my God, I, I got hundreds of them. I got hundreds of follows and, and people just reacting to it that that story is true, is just crazy. I just thought it was phenomenal. So now, uh, obviously I've always liked Mike Conlon as a fighter before I even knew anything about him. Before I ever knew he was, I knew he was from Belfast, so I liked him already. But uh, I'm as Irish as the day is blue. And um, I got to tell you, my real last name, it has an O. And it's O-Pharrell. So I'm, uh, I'm completely Irish. And, uh, and the funny thing is, and my mother's side was Danish. And my dad's side is completely Irish. And then my uh, family I married into is from uh, Belfast.
So I've been with her my you know my whole life. So whatever, twenty plus years, and have two kids with her. And then her mother, when I when I started dating her, her mother told me, if you do anything to my daughter, I'll have your legs blown off. And she meant it. And then luckily, I'm still walking because I'm still with her daughter, and she digs me, and I'm good in bed. Are you? I thought that was a pretty good story. What I was trying to do there was carry like 15 minutes. I was only able to go 12. But I'm working on stretching things. It's been a great show tonight that 99% of North America has missed because of the crappy Thursday night football game. Is that true, Mafia? Because we've had a phenomenal show up until this point, and no one's heard it. Yeah, a lot of great guests. We actually got uh, another one coming on uh, in a couple of segments. I, I just got confirmation. Oh, so. what do we have here? Yeah, boy, Ray Ratto's going to jump on and talk us about the Raiders' final game in Oaktown. Who is it? Ray Ratto. Oh, the great Ray Ratto from Bay Area News Group or yep. NBC Bay Area. What is he with now? I can't keep track of it all. He's omnipresent in the Bay Area. He is the Bay Area is what he is. That's what he is. So, Mafia, I, I could be wrong. I, I'm not done yet, but I have had, I think, another phenomenal night in the NHL. Is that about accurate? I don't know if you've looked, but it is scary what I've done tonight. Yeah, you've had a great night so far. You are 7-2, uh, to two, I think, right now? Yeah. Sorry, I got those two games wrong. You know, the one we were talking about, we got burned on, BMAC, was uh, the Jets. Yeah, I mean, we were saying before that there's unbelievably amount of value you can get in betting hockey during the regular season. So you try to every night find the crazy matchup where the team's just like like a, you know, no shot of winning. The night before, the two nights ago, the Jets destroyed the Red Wings in, in Winnipeg. They beat them like 6-1, 5-1 or something. We go back to Detroit. Tickets are selling for $4. They're giving you money to go to the game. And the Jets somehow lose to the Red Wings tonight, 5-2. Right. to two. Explain that. It doesn't make any sense no, to me. And the Red Wings are so awful. Uh, Bashel, their coach, is going to get fired any day now. He'll be the sixth coach They're fired. They're pulling kids from local high schools to play for the Red Wings every night. Just and, like It's a promotion. And the high school kids are better than the guys the making millions. So there's games going on right now. Carolina, Vancouver are scoreless in the third. L.A.'s up 2-1 on the Ducks at the Pond. And the Rangers-Sharks, I think, is 2-2. Those are the three games going on. Buffalo beat Smashville. I got that game wrong. I hit Tampa 3-2 over Boston. Hit the Islanders 3-1 over Florida. Hit the Penguins 1-0 overtime over uh, Columbus. Lost the Jets. And then I went on a roll. I hit the Blues. I hit the uh, – they they were winners. 4-2 over Vegas. I hit uh, Minnesota 6-5 over Edmonton. Calgary 4-2 over Toronto. Hit that, hit that, hit that. And then Arizona 5-2 over the Blackhawks. So I am uh, having – a good night in the NHL. Tomorrow night, Devils over Avalanche. Big time. Uh, Avalanche over the Devils. Big time. Oh, Avalanche like I was going to say, you must be nuts. No. Yeah, no. it's that would you would think that would be run to the window time on that one. The Devils are awful. Terrible. I'm going to see the Devils, believe it or not. For you. On um I think December 27th, I'm going to go see the Leafs and Devils at the Rock. What's making you do that? Uh, I go to, I go to like one game every year. My buddy, uh, runs the devil's press box and he's been running it for like 40 years. And I, once a year, I usually go to see the penguins play there and visit my friends from the penguins. Uh, but this year, the only game that I'm available is the Leafs game when I'm off. And, uh, the other thing is I, I will tell you this story on the air. This is a very high secret double probation story. Mafia, is is it okay for me to tell this story this late at night? Do you think my my son is listening? 
You never know with him. It might be too dangerous. He doesn't listen to the show. He thinks I'm a loser. I've gotten texts from him like just before 1 a.m. You know, talking about what you're talking about. Or Are you asking, kidding? You know, opinions on fantasy stuff. Well, I guess it's a Thursday night, so he's probably sleeping. Yeah, no, listen. I don't think he's sleeping, but I don't think he's listening to the show. So anyway, if he is, I'm going to ruin it. Should I do it or not? I think I should do it. You definitely it. should. Should do it. Okay, so um, he doesn't know, but shut up. Don't say anything. Shut your mouth, you stupid girls. Um, So we're taking him to see the Steelers and Jets. What could be worse than going to see the Jets? I'd rather have syphilis. But the Steelers are going to be playing him, so that's a different story. And then I got, like... um. Didn't I get mafia? I told you some like fancy club or something. I got some kind of bar. You got the food. inside seats. Yeah, I got like the food bar club fancy leather seats party Gucci. I got the Gucci pass. So and I was willing to pay for it too. Like usually I would not go unless somebody was fronting me some juice, but I went for the gusto on my own. And my buddy and I said, I sent him to go get the Shangri-La package. I'm like, what the hell? Let's go large or go home. So we're going and we're going to live large. And so his birthday is is uh, coming up right after. He, his birthday is December 27th. So he gets that double whammy Christmas and birthday back to back. So my birthday gift for him will be that. And if he's listening right now, he knows what he's getting. So screw it. I mean, what's the difference? It's still a good uh, gift, whether you know or not, right? Because he had asked if I would go, and, and 34C told him, uh, your dad wouldn't go to a Jets game if you paid him money to go to that place. Which It's so true. I hate that place. That place is, you know what it is? That place is Leavenworth. That place is a federal prison. That stadium is the worst. And then I'm going uh, just because it's the Steelers and because it's his birthday, so I'm going to take him, and we're going to live large and go see uh, the great institution otherwise known as the Pittsburgh Steelers six-time Super Bowl champs and they got a hell of a defense right now this year good game Sunday night a Bills Steelers who do you like I know all you femmes are now tuning in because the uh, terrible Thursday night game is over another bad game nothing like a tough matchup for the Ravens against the Jets tonight God the Jets are awful honestly I've had more fun with the flu honestly I'm not even kidding eight five five two one two for CBS. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right. 855-212-4227 to get on the bench. Adam in San Francisco. Pharrell, you're the man. Hey, dude. What's happening? Not much. Hey, just following up on Belfast. Hey, my family and I were planning a trip. Summer 2021, we're going to go into, uh, fly to Ireland to go to Belfast and play a bunch of uh, Royal Port Rush, Royal County Down. And then we're going to follow that with the Open Championship at uh, St. Andrews. You get your, your Gucci pass to the uh, Open Championship at St. Andrews and probably play on Monday with the press, man, because you're a part of the press. You'll be playing, of course, on Monday. Take the whole crew. It'd be epic, man. That's a great uh, – that is a, a fantastic idea, and it certainly uh, piqued my interest when you said it. I, did, I didn't know all that was happening. But um, – I love, as you know, the Open Championship is my favorite um, golf major by far, without a doubt. I think Lynx golf is the, the best golf. I think it's the hardest golf. I think it's the most challenging golf. I think it's true golf. And uh, I would love to go over there. I know a lot of my friends have done it. I know Rick Haro's done it a million times. 
I have not gone over there. I, you know, they're trying to lure me over there, uh, my family, to uh, go to, you know, Belfast and to go to Ireland and to go to London. So um, I think in the next couple of years, uh, that's something that I want to do in terms of a bucket list. So I think I'm going to do it. Uh, it's going to happen. And I think that you're going to have a fantastic trip doing that. That sounds like a badass experience. Have fun. What really sucks is that you have to wait two years before you get to do it. So, I mean, you could be in prison by then. So waiting something for two years really sucks. I can barely wait for Christmas. Actually, I can't wait till um, uh, 2 o'clock in the morning tonight. Because I won't be here tomorrow. All right, Steve in Texas. Uh, Scooby Steve? Yeah, man. Yeah, hey, man, I love your show. Uh, I met John McClain. Y'all are one of the best. Uh, hey, I uh, just wanted to ask you, uh, I mean, I'm a Texans fan, and, and, and I grew up in Cali, but uh, long story short, uh, yeah, what do you think about the Texans beating the Titans? And um, as far as making the playoffs, well, look, what do you I, think about that? I, look, I think that they can like, – I thought they looked terrible against Denver. Sleepwalking at home against the Denver Broncos and getting your ass beat was a real bad indicator for me about really um, what they're capable of doing on the fail side of things. I think that they can go to Tennessee, actually, and give them a game. I certainly think um, – that Deshaun Watson is a better player than uh, Ryan Tannehill, but I will not deny that Ryan Tannehill has been playing better than Deshaun Watson the last month. So, and uh, I know Henry's got a little hammy problem, but he has been an absolute mother for lately carrying a rock. The best in the NFL, bar none, he has been an absolute horse. So uh, the Titans are playing dangerous football right now, and they're winning, and they are a problem. If you play them, you have your hands full. They have been kicking everyone's ass. Six ways till Sunday, and obviously they're right up the uh, Steelers' back door. So uh, they're both eight and five, right? And they're both uh, fighting for that last playoff spot. The Steelers can't afford to lose to the Bills on Sunday Night Football at Heinz, and really the Titans can't afford to lose to the Texans on Sunday. That's a huge game for the Texans as well. I think the Texans-Titan game is, in my opinion, and the Steelers-Bills, the two games of the week uh, in the NFL this weekend. Faux show. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. Are you telling me it's in there, Mafia? All right. That's what I need. Uh, so who loves you? 78% winners last weekend in the conference championship games. Thanks, BMAC. And then, um, thanks, buddy. Uh, 72% in the NFL last weekend. That was strong effort there with my betting problem. 80% Saturday night in pro hoops. Sorry, I got those two games wrong. Uh, Pharrellandevents.com is incredible. Uh, they've named me the new Santa Claus. I deliver the best site, the best price, the best picks, the best returns. Pharrellandevents.com, sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. She'll blow it all. Anyway, I wanted to say one thing real quick, Mafia. Um... I was watching the Sharks and the and the Rangers like with their little scrum where the players were attacking each other with their gloves and the facial scrums and then the sticks up high and guys talking about each other's mothers. Have you ever noticed anything so pathetic in your life as the NHL anymore with their wannabe fights that don't happen? Well, I think worse than baseball's wannabe fights. I mean, 
I grew up watching hockey uh, for the last 55 years where every time I went to a game, I saw at least one good fight for my money. And now you couldn't see a fight if – literally if a fight broke out in the stands, you have more of a chance of seeing that because these guys now fight with their visors on, which is pathetic – have your hand sliced open or your hand broken by a face mask uh, in the NHL. I, it is so pathetic. And then they have these ridiculous scrums that amount to nothing but a waste of time. What a bunch of wussies. Somebody needs to drop an uppercut and shove one of those sticks down someone's throat and knock their teeth out. Because I miss those days uh, horrifically. Ray Ratto, our Bay Area insider, do you miss any of that at all? Or are you one of these guys that likes it clean and can't have any fighting anymore? I love when you're nostalgic. <laughs> it just warms my heart. Honestly. Um, if you're going to do the dance, do the dance. If right. you're not going to do the dance, then figure out another way. I mean, don't you think someone... There, 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 is, there is a midpoint where all you're doing is posturing. Right. I mean, I don't need a fight to be entertained in a hockey game. Right. Um, but if you're going to do this, it should be for something real, and it should be it should be meaningful. If it's not, if, it, if all it is is for show or to try to get the boys excited, then shut up, play better. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. These scrums they have after the whistle that take five minutes to separate these guys and no one ever fights or does anything is such a joke because back in the day, it, five minutes of scrum, forget that. It literally five seconds after that would break out. Someone would drop the gloves and someone would get hammerjacked in the face 30 times. Yeah, I mean, in the old days, yes, there, homicidal maniacs were everywhere and sociopathy was really the order of the day but it is clear that that's not where the sport is headed right so to me if you absolutely need to avenge a significant wrong then go try to do it but you know don't do the show you know do the real thing i mean and if you get suspended for it then you get suspended for it but to me i i, I don't know i just think a fight should be something extraordinary in response to something extraordinary. It right. shouldn't just be, well, nothing's happened in the last 22 minutes. I think I'll just, you know, spear a guy in the groin and see what happens. <laughs> so what do you think of uh, the Sharks' problems and the DeBoer firing and and really uh, where they're headed and, and kind of what's happened to them? A lot of things have happened to them, and it's they've happened all at once. Their goaltending, which had been spotty last year, is now just sort of, Regular, regularly bad. Uh, the defense is poor. Brent Burns has not been good in a good long while. Um, none of their young guys are really playing very well. It's it's a team that it's too easy to say they're old, but it is not too easy to say that they've gotten very few A plus performances from many players. And it's not just because Joe Pavelski went to Dallas. It's it's the fact that they've asked too much of too few and too little of too many. So let me ask you, Ray Ratto, let's uh, change gears and talk about uh, the Raiders for a minute. Um, it, one of the great institutions, and, and uh, I don't know, like you and I have had many conversations over the years about everything in the Bay Area, but I have to tell you, like, I, I don't know how, if you like him, you don't like him. 
I just want you to know that I think one of the most iconic of Titans and Mavericks ever in the history of the league, in my opinion, was Al Davis. Uh, what he meant to the NFL for me uh, was very significant uh, from the merger and then, uh, you know, into the league and what he accomplished and then the rivalries with like Art Rooney and the Steelers. And, and the like, and, and the Super Bowls that, that he won. Uh, and, you know, really what he built, for me, he was a fascinating figure, especially with, like, NFL films with the super slow-mo shots of him, you know, just pimping out in those outfits and those sunglasses with diamonds and those white, like, jumpsuits. Just the most magnificent slow-motion footage I've ever seen in my life of anyone. I just thought he was gargantuan. Now, I know you may not have the same feelings about him. I don't know. But I just feel like... There is nostalgia. You talk about going back, uh, that they are leaving the Bay Area, and this is the final home game at that dump, uh, is really kind of sad at the end of the day. I want to know what you feel of all of it. Okay, in order, Al Davis was very much an iconic figure in the history of the league. Uh, He did a number of laudable things, not only socially but culturally for the league, for about 25 years. But the problem with being um, an independent thinker is that eventually, if you're good at being an independent thinker, other people with more money will steal your ideas. And that's sort of what happened here. Uh, he was, you know, he, w- he was that worst combination of owner, but not an owner who had enough money to make other rich owners pay attention to him. And as the NFL became more business and less football, his one weakness began to be, you know, became more and more obvious, which was he was undercapitalized. And as time went on, it got worse and worse and worse to the point where he really at the end was the great independent thinker who simply stayed too long at the fair so I think your your assessment is correct, but again, you know, you can't, you know, the league changed and he couldn't change with it because he didn't have the wherewithal to do so. In terms of Oakland, I think this is largely Mark Davis's fault because he he said for essentially six years, I want to get out of here. I want to get out of here. I want to get out of here. And eventually – People are going to take you at your word. So this last game on Sunday doesn't have nearly the the upsetting uh, feature to it that the last game in St. Louis did um, with the Rams because you can't keep saying, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be here, and expect people to keep listening. Um, again, like his father, he was undercapitalized, and he was in a city – that didn't have the money to bail him out of his own problems. Right. So ultimately, it, it's not really sad as much as it is just sort of a. It's just like dropping a wet newspaper on your on your counter. It just thuds. <laughs> nobody nobody is as outraged as they should be right. because they've been made to feel like yeah this has been happening this has been going on for a while it was inevitable and they just got we're leaving fatigue it was inevitable let me ask you this question is is the city cuz you know i live there in san francisco i noticed you know from 
it's been a long time. I was there in 94. Do, do they, because, uh, the, you know, the Warriors moved to the city, and they're, they're in chase now and this and that, and uh, the Raiders are leaving and everything else. Tell me the truth about Oakland. Is it real? Is the East Bay still? I mean, I hate to say this. Is it? Is it? Because I see a lot of documentaries and everything about the city that it's basically hell on earth. Well, no, the doc. Then you're not seeing documentaries. You're seeing fiction. Okay. Uh, East Bay is actually doing quite well. The only problem here is that you had in the Warriors a team that was bought by a guy who grew up on the west side of the of the bay. And said from day one, my goal is to get back to San Francisco. That's why there wasn't nearly as much outrage when the Warriors left. Because he basically said, look, I want to be in San Francisco. And he wasn't dishonest about it. The, the problem with the Raiders is that they just, they just kept saying, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. And really had no position to, to take on how to make it better. So they, I mean, from the moment he mentioned San Antonio as a place that he might be interested in taking the team, right? what he basically said was, at some point I'm going somewhere. And I don't know where it is yet. But when you drop that flag and it still takes you six more years to leave, then people are just going to say, okay, you want to leave? Go. Right. You know, it just, it's... Well, what's Oakland like? More resilient place than all of these things. What's Oakland like? Oakland is, it's a, it's a burgeoning, um, diverse, energetic community like it always has been. It's got money. It's got, you know, it's got a lot of weird flavors to it, but it certainly could, could support either team. The problem is, the NFL requires that you be a multi-billionaire and the NBA requires that you be fully committed to that town. And the truth is Joe Lacob wasn't committed to Oakland and he wanted his own place. And Mark Davis was not committed to Oakland because he couldn't stay there forever being undercapitalized. Wow. It's crazy. I I got a respectfully here about a minute and a half. Tell me what you think of, um, that I took the Niners in New Orleans to win outright. I thought that was very impressive. Do you actually believe that if they had to go back there again in like a conference championship game that they'd beat them again? I have my doubts. I, I think it would be difficult, but I also don't think that either team would play the same way they played. I don't know that Sean Payton would have tried to go ahead 22-7 to when he could have just been 21-7 and tried to play it more down the fairway. Um, I also think that if both teams were fully healthy, I think New Orleans' defense would be better. But you don't get those choices. I mean, the war, the 49ers have had their own share of injuries, and the fact that there's only the one crack to pl- to play them, I-, I thought they were. I thought the right result uh, happened because the 49ers played the way New Orleans wanted to play, right, and still beat them. I mean, that's the thing. If the, if the 49ers wanted to play this the way they wanted, the game would have been 20-17. to 17. The fact that they still won 48-46 is an indication that they can play just about any way you want to play. And the only issue really is, you know, can you play as well as you, you need to play 
uh, as often as they do. Yeah, I think they could so meet I, again. I think, it, I think it's likely. I think they could meet again, and I, I agree with you. I don't think the game will go the same way. And by the way, the uh, Rangers just scored again, and they're up 5-3 on the Sharks now. That game's going to be in the bag three minutes left. Ray Ratto, I love you. It's always great having you on the bench. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, my friend. We'll talk again real soon. All right, sounds good. Take All right. care. Stay my, dry. My man, stay dry yourself. Uh, Ray Ratto, our good friend from San Fran City. Uh, Rangers, nice. Uh, did you like that bet tonight, BMAC? I took the Rangers on the road. Uh, I told Jay Berman before the game started I bet on the Rangers. Uh, Mafia knows I bet on the Rangers. Uh, you got to have onions, baby. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.